In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, it's a game plan episode. A soft place to land. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Marriage. The podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Man vs. Marriage. Welcome into this fine establishment. We're happy you're here. I am the Q Dog in the Moran Family Studio with my lovely wife, Jeannie Moran. Honey! Hi, baby. All right, let's get down to it. A quick, hard-hitting game plan episode when it comes to a soft place to land. Jeannie thought it was very important that... uh, here we go again. Jeannie thought it was very important that we get a couple of high points out so we don't leave you hanging, so to speak, on what that uh, what our Soft Place to Land episode came from. Because it was a journey episode, so it did kind of go Veer all off over a the little place. Bit. Yeah, <laughs> which is our, our way. And I'm cool with that. I love the way that we podcast. I love it when you podcast with mama. Throw your hands in the air if you're a true player. Um, all right, so... <laughs> I like being me, man. What I can know. I say? All right, here we go. So, game plan episode starts like this. I'm just going to give you the points, and we'll go back and talk about it. Listen, and don't talk. I'm going to add to that. Listen, don't talk, and stop thinking. That sounds dumb, but I got a point to that. Okay? And then the next thing is don't minimize feelings or minimize that person's opinion. The next thing, don't take it personal. It might be hard in the beginning unless you just resign yourself to the fact that whatever comes out of her mouth, you're not going to take it personal. You're not going to be offended. Remove yourself from the situation. Even if it's about yourself. The next point, notice. Pay attention to signs what is that? Shvevelovs? Behaviors. Be- that's behaviors. I was in a hurry. It looks like Schwann's almost. No soup know. for you, man. Stop it. Soup Nazi. <laughs> um, the next thing, the next point is to reassure that person. Um, you're safe. Now, if you look at me. I'll explain it. Yeah, I was going to say, if you looked at me and say you're safe, I might be like, what? You're not a millennial. Don't go there. No, I, I it just, our, we're working through that might ne- not necessarily be my terminology is all. The next thing is, is permission to say it ugly. And then finally after that is asking questions. Now, when here is a major game changer. That sounds like thunder downstairs. There's a that's major. Thunder, that's my tummy. I know, right? <laughs> Thanks, Winnie. Um, Here is one of the major keys that we did not get to in the last um, episode, which is a great reason to have done this. But when it comes to being a soft place to land and your wife is communicating and um, the idea is don't be Mr. Fix-It and Fix-It-All, but ask, how can I help or or do you what do you need from me? Now, the way that you term that might be different. The first time I came out and said to Jeannie, do you just want me to listen to all this crap or do you want me to do something? That's not, I didn't necessarily mean it that way. I was asking, yeah. is this, 
is this one of those times where you just need to vent and I need to listen? Or are you looking for my opinion or my feedback? I didn't say it that way. I said it, you know. The first way. You want me to listen to all this crap or do you, you want me to do something? I was like, I'm going to use what Coach Rita taught me. And I said that and it was like, Whew, that was the wrong way to say that. <laughs> um, so let's cover each of these point by point. We won't drag this episode out, but this will just be the high points of what we were looking at. So listen, don't talk, stop thinking. That is what I like to call being an authentic listener. You're not, your mind is not somewhere else. You're not on your phone. You're not checking your email, Facebook, or anything else. You're sitting there. You're listening. It, especially when it's an argument, you're not building your ammo to fire yeah. back. I was just going to say, you're, don't hold on to anything in your head waiting to, to zing somebody. Yeah, you're just listening. And we're going to give you an episode that talks about listening. So I don't need to really cover this in depth. It's just one of those keys of listen, don't interrupt, allow that person to finish their thoughts. And sometimes that makes people uncomfortable. And, I, and, and I'll tell you a story about that. Um, and then don't minimize that person's feelings. Like... When Jeannie tells me something, it's like, well, all you got to do is this. It's like, oh, thanks. I'm really stupid. You know it all. And I just didn't see it. Mm, that's not, nobody wants to feel that way. And I've actually come out and asked certain people, look them in the eye and say, are you trying to make me feel like an idiot? Is that your goal? Yeah. And you do use that statement, actually. <laughs> that, and that is to say, I think you're being condescending, sarcastic, and maybe you're being stupid. Without actually saying you're being stupid. Yeah, and, and sometimes I'm just wrong, and sometimes I'm right. That's all of us, right? And then it, whatever that person's opinion is, my phrase when it comes to that is I would I'll challenge that or I'll push back on that, and this is why. But you don't want to minimize that person's feelings or their opinion to, to make them feel like it doesn't matter because the goal here is to learn how to be more open with each other. Yeah, in this particular situation, the opinion that's coming out, you're talking about between you and your spouse. So Correct. it might be, using an example for myself, my opinion on where I'm going with my book, it's a very... Um, vulnerable place for me because this is new. There's a lot of scary things going on for myself and it's putting myself out there. Putting myself out there is not easy, you know? So uh, my opinion of how I should do something or how I feel about something is kind of still in the baby phase of things. Mm -hmm. And if you were to tell me, you know, you're not right about that. It's this, this, and this, it, it would minimize where I'm at and make me kind of second guess what I'm doing instead of cutting down the opinion Quincy's really good about saying well have we thought about this have you considered autism is in the house ladies and gentlemen hello Kirsten <clears throat> so it, it's changed a little bit where instead of shutting down the opinion with me you don't normally say i would challenge this if it's a vulnerable conversation if it's a vulnerable conversation if it's a right. that that's where we're going with the soft place to land this is a vulnerable conversation fair. this is this fair. is not a um you know i don't like the meat that you cooked last night because you overcooked it conversation this is more you know th these are personal intimate talks correct correct 
So instead of the challenge in that situation, when it comes to the point of asking questions, usually Quincy will bring it more in a, a manner of, have you considered? Or, well, what if we look at it this way? Then what's your opinion on it? Just to kind of present different ideas to diffuse whatever internal dialogue may be happening. I'm glad that you're on here to share your perspective because I wouldn't have thought of myself doing that. You do. Quite often, actually. But you know how I think and you know how to talk to me, so. Yeah. It's a learned it's a learned uh, behavior. And then, you know, not taking it personal. I know we spent a lot of time on that in the journey episode of A Soft Place to Land. It takes... It takes finesse. It takes time to understand this. I think I got this immediately because I am the kind of guy that can just flip a switch. And when Coach Rita told us, you're going to have some very difficult conversations, but don't take it personal, I just let those words be words. I didn't tie my emotions to them. You had enough emotions in your side. I had enough emotions on my side when I was sharing my feelings. So I guess what, just thinking back, I just allow them to be words and they are what they are. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that I can go back and do to change that. I'm just going to let them be words. And now that they're words, now we can look at them and say, okay, what what do we do from here? How, how do we help or how can we fix this? What can I do better in the future? Funny enough, it's when I apologize to the kids and they say it's okay. I'll say, if it's okay, I'll just keep doing it. But if you accept my apology, I'll do better. And that's... It know. helps, though. It, it helps because um, that's a trigger that we use with Hunter. Hunter is, is one of those people because of his autism that what you say is taken at face value. Mm -hmm. So if he says he's sorry and you say okay, it doesn't switch the behavior. But if he says I'm sorry and you say I forgive you, please try better. That that sticks with him more. So it's just kind of one of those. And I think in a lot of cases that, you know, I've seen, sometimes you say, I'm sorry, just because you want it to be okay. Yeah. And you don't want to do better. But that's not me. Yeah. I do want to get better. So that's where it is for me. And then noticing, observing, observe and report. I don't think I saw that whole movie, but I'm sure part of it was funny and part of it was probably just stupid. But. It's something to it's something to watch your spouse and how they behave, not to be critical, but just to pick up, like to locate where they are in the moment, in the midst of a situation. Watch how they are behaving and see what is coming out of them so you know if they are in need of support. Or you can ask that dreadful question, are you okay? Actually, um... I think what what's worked well with us in just the last year, this has become more of a pattern with us. If we see a behavior or we see um, body language or, you know, maybe it's the way that we're talking, you know, it's the way that we talk to the kids or something comes out. Instead of the buzzwords, lately it's been more very, very subtly, hey, where's your heart? Or where's your mindset right now? Because I'm seeing some things and I'm just, I just need to know where you're at. Now, I need to, I'm trying to locate you. Where are you? Is that your approach? Because sometimes I, I find myself, you know, it's like, honey, not that you don't physically have a knife, but it's like, honey, 
put the knife away or you know i say well, something it depends, like that it depends on the it depends on what's happening like a lot of the time with me because i tend to internalize quickly when something's going on the way that you approach me might be a physical touch because that's a grounding for me and we we've, we've learned this over the years it's as simple as you can diffuse my anger with a touch you can diffuse my anxiety with it's just it, it's a physical trigger for me hmm. when your hand is on my back or you hug me from behind or depending on what i'm going through that tells my mind okay quincy's here and i don't have to protect me i can let it down i can let the guard down and you're there if i am too high strung and i can't let the guard down after the physical touch that's when you start asking questions because you'll you notice right away if my shoulders slump and I let it down or if I'm still wound mm -hmm. up. But again, these are learned things, but I've allowed myself to let that guard down because you've created that soft place. Oh, that's very you fair. Get, you get what I I'm like saying? I like that a lot. Yeah. I, I trust that you're doing what you're doing because you're seeing something or you notice something or, and it might even be something that I'm not picked up on. Mm-hmm. Same thing with you. If you're frustrated and you're like this and I come up behind and hug you from the, behind the neck and you're looking at work or what have you and just that touch, you stop. Mm -hmm. And it's just a moment of, even if you can't get out of what you're dealing with, it's just enough of a moment to go take a breather, mm -hmm. reset where you're at. And then I'll ask, you know, where are you? Do you need something from me? Can I help? Usually if you're in a really high stress situation, especially with work and it's something that I, I really know there's nothing I can do, I'm still going to ask the question because it might be as simple as, yeah, if you could keep him entertained and quiet so that I can focus on this for 30 minutes, that would be a huge help. It's little stuff, but it still makes a huge difference when we're in those those moments of just too much going on, yeah. you know? And it does, and, and I'll have to, I just have to admit when you do that, it does give me some reassurance that no matter what's going on, you're my person. Well, it's and it helps me. That's for, that's the, the coming from way, me to you. Yeah, the best way to put it for for from coming from my perspective is because we've created that soft place. It lets me know that I'm being seen hmm. or I'm being heard, even if I'm not saying anything. You're noticing these things and you're automatically going into whatever you've learned my need is mm -hmm. and you're meeting it. But what it's what it tells me internally is I'm being seen and I'm being heard. So I'm not suffering silently. I'm not doing something on my own, even if I haven't talked to you about it yet. That lets me know that when I'm ready to, you've recognized it, you see it. Now I know I can come and talk. If that's not created, then you don't trust to speak or maybe you don't know how to speak and then saying it ugly becomes a whole other problem yeah and there you may be at the point in your relationship where you say something and your spouse takes offense to it and it becomes an argument instead of a place where you you're trying to help each other so that brings us to the next point which it's not that it threw me off it's just that i you know i didn't really understand what you were talking about so i'll have to have you uh, elaborate on this because maybe it's coming from your side but is like reassurance or reassuring that person that you're safe okay that for me um coming from you is generally a tone of voice um sometimes it can be because i 
I have a tendency when I am overwhelmed, I fly quick. I get very animated. I become very passionate when I'm talking. I can get very heated very fast and I can spiral very quickly. I know these things about me. I recognize them about me, but I can't always hit the brakes. So for me, the reassurance comes with the touch. The reassurance comes with the, um, the tenderness in your voice. Your voice changes. In, and the best way to give this example is when you're talking to your kids. When you see, I'll use our daughter as an example. She's going through a lot of medical stuff right now. We went into the doctor's office. She, for whatever reason, she just zoned out. And she couldn't remember. She couldn't understand. And she got very, very frustrated. And she internalized really quickly. And I watched her go from bouncy, bubbly, normal to just not even there. And she didn't want to talk. She wouldn't say. First thing I said was, are you all right? I'm good. Okay. I know that response. I've invented that response. You're not good. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay. I gave her a few minutes. I let her kind of process through still nothing, but I could tell by the behavior that it's just, something's just off. And I didn't recognize why until I started watching the behavior a little bit more. So when we got home, she was getting frustrated. I noticed that she was trying to fight back tears. She came home and she went to sleep for two hours. Like she just shut down. These are mom traits. I know these traits. Mm -hmm. You know, you've learned these things about me. So what I did instead of, you know, going out and telling her, you know, we need to talk. And letting her know that I knew there was a problem, I very quietly hugged around her neck, said, um, you look like you could use a hug and it seems like maybe you need something from me. Is there something that I can help you with? And immediately she broke and grabbed my hand and said, can we go talk in your room? It's, it's not a matter of saying you're safe. It's presenting that, that ability to say you can talk to me without saying you can talk to me. Does that make yeah, sense? It does. It's, and for... When it, especially when you can see that it is something that's definitely a vulnerable place and it's definitely something that they're struggling with. If I see you struggling, it kills me because my, my first thought is not necessarily to fix it. Rita will tell you my first thought is you want to attack it. It's true. It, it, I'm, I'm one of those people. You can come at me all you want to. You come at my husband and my kids, and I'm going to turn into Fifty Shades of Fucked Up real fast. Sorry. Oh, my gosh. E for explicit. <laughs> Holy cow. Am I lying? No, you're true. Exactly. True. So it, it's just who I am, but I love fiercely. It's what I do, and I protect what I love. So, But that's also a downfall for me because I can – Strength overextended, I guess, would be the way to put it. Yeah. So I've learned when when some of those things happen, it hurts me to see you guys hurt. So instead of just coming out and attacking the situation, I have to come at a place of not being fierce. Because if I'm fierce and I'm, I'm like that, you guys won't talk to me. Because you know you're just going to piss me off and I'm going to go after whatever it is. And that's not going to help anybody. But if I'm soft and I give you the opening to come to me when you want to come to me, and let you know, it, it. I mean, for some people, it's as simple as saying, okay, I'm here when you need me. It just depends on the relationship. With you and me, it's very different because you, that touch diffuses me. If I don't diffuse, then you know something's up. And then when we get by ourselves, usually that's when you'll say, okay, um, I'm noticing something here. Do you mind if we talk about it? 
or you'll tell me I need to, I need to bring something up to you. Mm-hmm. And that helps to draw out what's going on. But you have to know how to diffuse it or you're going to blow it up. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It, it actually makes perfect sense. And and I I appreciate you putting that part in there. And I think it's very helpful because you you kind of illustrated to me and I do see these things. I I do these things naturally, but it was a learned behavior, mm-hmm. you know. And just realizing as you're as you're talking through that, um, something that really isn't relevant. But I just thought about it in the moment. If I talk to other people like I talk to myself, like the way I hold myself accountable, I'd crush people. Yeah, I would crush them because I I reserve the highest standard. Um, for myself and the high high levels of accountability. Everyone is their own worst critic. Yeah, and uh, so I was just realizing something in the moment where you were talking about that. But permission to say it ugly, you got to have permission to say it ugly. That doesn't mean you could be disrespectful or a major DI you-know-what. Um, it's already explicit, so if I talk that way, I could just say it, but I don't. You won't say it. You'll let me say it for you. Yeah, go ahead. You, it's not giving you permission to be a dick. There you go. Don't be a Richard. And then asking questions. That is pivotal when it comes to being a soft place to land. Sometimes you do just need to listen. And other times there are some questions that you need to ask. And I would say if there's a Jedi of asking questions, Coach Rita is where it's at. Honestly, if you're if you're in one of these conversations, and, and we do this, Quincy can, Quincy can attest. I'm I'm the question person. I have to have questions. Because I won't always tell you everything. But um, if you're listening to your spouse and something is said and maybe you don't hear it right or maybe you're not sure about it, you have to ask questions in the moment. Don't be a douche and just, well, what the hell do you mean by that? Don't mm-hmm. do that. But, you know, make sure that the open forum is a soft place on both sides. Make sure that you keep it level so if i'm saying something and i watch quincy's face immediately if if i can tell or if if he's not sure about what i'm saying before we go any further it's an automatic okay wait i'm not cutting you off i'm I'm not stopping you from talking but what i'm hearing you say is this and i'm not sure that this is what you're saying so is this right mm-hmm. or is can you maybe give me another example can you, um, you know, or maybe say it again and, and let me see if maybe I missed something. You're not being a jerk about it. You're just simply letting the other person know I'm listening to you and I want to make sure that I'm hearing you correctly so that we can resolve whatever this is. Right. But if you come out there and you start with, well, that doesn't make any sense. I, I don't understand what you're saying or what the hell do you mean by that? Or where the hell did you get something like that? Where did, where did you get a thought like that? Those kind of things, just in the tone, will shut everything down. Mm-hmm. So there. you need to know. We Rita gave us an arsenal of questions to use. And amazingly enough, they work really well. But over the years, we've kind of adapted our own with our own buzzwords, I think. Yeah, which is very important for you. And, you know, I... I become dogmatic about things, and that's not what I'm asking you to do in this situation. I'm asking you to take these these steps or these lessons or these journeys of ours and adapt them to your own situation. And some of the things you might do exactly the same, and some you're going to tweak because your relationship is unique to you and your wife. 
or to you and your husband. So that that's I want to make sure that comes across that this is, you know, unique to your relationship. These are things that we've done that have that has helped our relationship. So the last thing which is so powerful is how can I help? Because truly most of the time you have the answers within yourself for your particular situation. I won't even say the name of the book I'm going to write someday because I want to make sure I keep the title straight so I can make millions of dollars. I might have a lot of grandkids. You know, I need to support those kids, grandkids somehow. So writing Christmas a book, is going to be a nightmare for you when we have grandkids. I'm just warning you now. I hate wrapping paper. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> yes, you do. You <clears throat> only half wrap my presents, you turd. Look, <laughs> I got creative about it, um, but I'm going to do a show dedicated to why I hate wrapping paper, and I think it's probably going to be one of the most listened to Honey, shows. Honey, how can I help? <laughs> okay, here's how you can help. Never buy wrapping paper again. No. Okay, that worked out well. Deals off. So, <laughs> and then asking, what do you, what do you need from me? And that is, that is learned, and... Like I say, these things take finesse. I think Jeannie and I can help you with that. I know Jeannie and I can help you with that. Um, so if you're struggling, I promise you have my word. We'll keep it anonymous unless you want to put your experience out there and let other people, you know, learn from it. We got lots but of Jackson Jills. We do. We do. And that's another way that we use this information is it's like we'll put you out there as a Jack and Jill unless your name is Jack or Jill. Um <laughs> <laughs> and and we will use these things to help. Otherwise, like we have for so many other people, we'll keep it between ourselves um, and then give you some information. It's not guaranteed to work. It, it's only guaranteed to help with your willingness being it, included. It just gives you another avenue to look at to see if right. there are tools that, that you can use. Um, Please keep in mind when you go to the questions, though, it is all about how you present them and the tone of voice. It, you can very simply say, well, what do you need from me versus what do you need from me in this situation? There's very, very different in the tone of voice and how you approach mm -hmm. it. And depending on the type of personality you're dealing with, it, it, dude, if you come at me and it has an edge to it, I'm going to give you an edge back. It's, it is programmed in me that way. We know this. Mm -hmm. You're the same way. If I come at you and I say something and it sounds snappy, immediately Quincy's like, whoa, whoa. Um, that sounded kind of sassy. Mm -hmm. Is there, is there, was that meant to be sassy? What's that all about? Yeah, right. But that, that's the biggest thing is, you know, knowing what questions to ask. Know it, learn how they think. They don't think like you. You don't think like them. Figure out what works, how to approach the situation, mm -hmm. what questions can you ask. The other thing that we did not put on the list that Quincy and I often do is flip the script. If the person is, is opening up to you and they're being vulnerable and you know that they know the answer, but they're just not pulling the trigger on it, sometimes Quincy will say, Okay, well, if this was me and I was in this situation and I was telling you that this is what I'm feeling and this is what I'm going through, what would you tell me? How, how would you help me figure this out? For me, it helps me when he does that because I'm a question person. I need the question to get my mind to think in the right path because mm -hmm. sometimes there's so much in my head that I don't think of the questions. I've got the answers. They're all scrambled. I just need the question to draw it out. Yep. And if I'm focused on trying to help you rather than trying to help me, 
I don't know why it works, but sometimes it works better. That's good. I love it. It's a, It's been a great game plan episode. I think it was very effective just to go point by point um, after talking about our journey through it. And this is this is very helpful. So good looking out, honey. I can't wait to listen to this episode because I generally learn a lot from us when I'm listening to us. Um, so thank you. Your That's input. Awesome. Yeah, we're freaking awesome over here. Thanks, Mick. Um, all right. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Even though it's not Christmas, um, just don't buy wrapping paper. Anyway, that's that's been this episode, The Game Plan, A Soft Place to Land. I'm Quincy. She is Jeannie. This is Man vs. Marriage. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You gotta live on purpose. For a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Mary, the podcast.